Hello, everybody. Welcome to Arsenal X here on NGR's radio. It's the Xbox Podcast. Yes, we are here for that game of the year. But before we always get into that, we have to throw it up, of course, for the first of the year. The X. Yes. Because we're exiting. about to throw down. And we're exiting 2018. Game. <laughs> yes. Well, we already exited 2018 by the time they see this episode. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yes. <laughs> yeah, so this is our first episode for uh, 2019. Hopefully everybody had a great Christmas, had a great Hanukkah, Kwanzaa. Um, hopefully you guys got an Xbox One S, an uh, old Xbox, or even an Xbox uh, OX. And you got a 4K TV and got some great backlog games and some great 2018 games. Indie, first party, third party, or, you know... The preview program or Game Pass. Yeah, if you There's, got Game Pass, you got some good games to play. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and some yeah. actual three, actually some good 360 games and some Xbox original games. So you got, hopefully, you guys were able to enjoy it. But on this episode, we're doing the Game of the Year nomination, and our choice is completely different than what most of NGR does in other game uh, censored focused shows. Uh, but Joining me, as always, is the wise Wisconsinite. I'm going to point to this way. Mr. Jesse Douglas. <laughs> the wise Wisconsinite, Mr. Jesse Douglas. How's it going? <laughs> <laughs> and of Yo! course, yes, it's boss man himself, Mr. Corey Derrick. Hi. I'm yes. here. I'm a, I'm a, I'm I'm here. Woo. Now, right. Before we go, there's some new content that ha- is coming about. And I would like Corey to drop that announcement on what is coming to NGR Radio. Uh well, there's a few new there's a few new podcasts. Uh Javelins for Hire is our anthem podcast that Jesse and I are heading up. Obviously, anybody from Nerds Gone Rogue can pop up or, you know, anybody outside the NGR family can pop in and and talk about Anthem or whatever. And I'm sure we'll have guests and and, and friends and whatever once once the game comes out and is hitting heavy, Uh, you know, that but it it, Javelins for Hire is a show all about Anthem. And, uh, you know, I'm really proud of our our pilot episode. By the time this goes up, you can find Javelins for Hire's own YouTube page. Uh, we did decide to break out, you know, that show and a couple of the other new ones that we're working on uh, out into their own YouTube pages. So Javelins for Hire, uh, you'll be able to watch the first episode. Still waiting for the approval process to go through on I- for Apple Podcasts and Google Play and Stitcher, but hopefully within the week or the next two weeks you'll be able to uh download those on your podcast service of choice as well uh the reason why we're breaking it out is because javelins for hire i feel like jesse and i are going to do a lot of deep diving into anthems content and lore and 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 you know just that kind of stuff so uh you know plus you know people that aren't into other games and still find anthem content they can find nerds gone rogue and maybe download our other podcast too so we figure it's kind of good for for uh, discoverability as well. 
the other shows that are coming. Yes. Dark Zone Junkies, uh, which is a podcast mostly about the division and the division two. Uh, like I said on the show though, we will be talking a little bit about rainbow six siege as well. Uh, from time to time when new operators come out or new maps or, you know, balancing issues, if that, those kinds of things. So, uh, these podcasts we're aiming to be about 30 or 40 minutes long, so they're not too long. Uh, but uh, I, I'm really proud of, of the shows we, we did today, the pilot episodes. And then within the next couple weeks, uh, Tower Casuals, uh, it's it's going to be an experimental Destiny, style, uh, Destiny podcast where we just kind of talk about Destiny and the state it's in and things that are happening. So... Uh, it's not going to be a hardcore Destiny podcast, but it's going to be more for the casual player who checks in once or twice a week or is interested in playing the game or whatever, you know, that kind of stuff. So uh, that's also coming. And then, uh, yeah, I, I think that's kind of all. Oh, standard definition. Uh, within Not right away, but probably within the next month or so, uh, the nostalgia-based podcast where, you know, I'm going to try to go one-on-one or you know, maybe, maybe three people at the most, uh, for a nostalgic style thing. So, and I'm sure, you know, you guys will probably be on the Ninja Turtles episode and I want to get Matt for like an Indiana Jones episode, that kind of thing. So, you know, it's, 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 uh, it's going to be fun. I hope, I hope we can end up pulling that off too, but that's, uh, Nerds Gone Rogue is expanding and, you know, I, I, was inspired by something on the Giant Bomb uh, 10-year anniversary show where, you know, uh, uh, Jeff kind of said, hey, I enjoy radio and there's something really cool about radio and and podcasting is is kind of his favorite thing to do. And as much as I like doing the YouTube stuff and Pod and Play and Indie Showcase and, you know, we've got a couple other episodes, a couple new shows coming up on, on Nintendo uh, on Nintendo Power Block and, and the NX Challenge for for here, like there's something about podcasting that's just I I love podcasting, you know, and and, and yes, any way I can keep podcasting and doing cool things, like that's the that's the goal. So is to keep podcasting. So uh, yes, yeah, that's 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 kind of it. But yeah, javelins for hire, Dark Zone Junkies tower casuals and uh uh standard definition are all new podcasts coming to nerds gone rogue um by the way it's called tower casuals because it's a joke from destiny one from fans of the first game where a lot of people had a set of armor that they would wear just to walk around the tower and and look cool you know regardless of light level or or, or you know what it looked like mm-hmm. or whatever. Like it was the set of armor you wore to look cool. So, uh, and and most of it was the Sparrow Racing League stuff. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> I mean, I really hope they don't bring that back. But that was a lot of what people would wear. So, for me, it was just the Iron Banner stuff because Iron Banner stuff always looks cool. But that's why it's called Tower Casuals because it's play on words. So, because we want it to be kind of a casual podcast. So. Yeah. Sorry, that took a while, but that's that's it. Yes. No. Yes. And everybody, please tune in this Saturday for the debut of Nindy Showcase Season 2 
Got some great games, some top indies, and good discussions. Also, check out in March, Pod and Play Season 4. Ooh, everybody, you have got to check the episodes and games that we're playing. I, I, I really want you guys to really check them out and hear the discussions that we all have. It is pop it in depth and of course we're going to deliver more ax plays this year um i, I i'm definitely th- thank you jesse for like delivering all that a lot of a- ax plays content i am bad at it but i will be getting more into it uh i'm trying to upload or uh i have to upload the um dmc uh five uh preview stuff um i know it's been a while but i gotta get that uploaded and everything um but i am we're all going to be trying to do some stuff for ax play so you guys could check it out and and more um but we're going to be giving you guys a lot of content uh so uh we'll do more plug-in at the end of the show um but i'm really excited i'm really excited for the the, the nx challenge because after we after we do the show, we'll get into it. Sorry, I forgot that we were doing that at the end of the show. Sorry, my bad. Continue. <laughs> no, yeah, we, we would definitely get into it. But we are going to get into our Arsenal X Game of the Year. Now, the way that we're doing this is is that we all three bought five personal topics and things categories, I should say. And the uh, game that we're going to announce as the winner is very. It's, it could be funny, it could be odd, it could be weird, but it all happened in 2018 that made us like really give it a good nomination. And we are going to be doing like a little uh, kind of traditional stuff. And also, uh, if you, uh, I don't know if Corey got any emails or anything. Uh, but we would love to hear what you guys think of Game of the Year uh, for you personally. And if you agree or disagree, let us know. And we'll give you the email about that at the end of the show. So, Jesse, I'm going to start with you. What is your number five category that you want to start out um, all right, I I kind of like mine's all kind of mixed together here. I didn't like I added in the stuff that you sent us to to pick for, and then I also just kind of mm-hmm. casually puts other stuff in. Um, for me, I'll just go with the first thing that I have on my list here. Um, I did best soundtrack, um, and I actually picked below for that. I, I haven't played like a lot of blow yet. I've played, uh, you know, I play sat down and played like an hour or so of it, <clears throat> but it's like the, the beauty of uh, Spotify is uh, they've usually yes. almost any soundtrack game soundtrack uh, you can find on there <laughs> on Spotify. And so uh, a couple of days ago I was uh, listening to it. Um, I listened to it all the way through at work and then I actually the other day I went and I listened to through it again and it just like I absolutely love that soundtrack like it it like yes. it, it's right up there with the the rhyme soundtrack for me like where I uh, just like want yes. I just want to listen to it over and over again 
and I really haven't found any other soundtracks for games that uh, that have done that this year, other than that one. So, and I've I usually do try to search soundtracks on Spotify that I like. So, and I had to give in because you posted the intro. I was just like, let me hear it. And it is that so, intro. It's oh so can I, <laughs> It's so horror theme. And I and I was debating in my mind. I'm like, is this a horror intro or a horror horror exit? Like credits? Because I think it's yeah. a good song for like a credit thing. And but yeah. it's so good and it's very at, uh, atmospheric. Uh, like like you mentioned, I was just like, yeah. oh, this is creepy, but this is good and fit. yeah, yeah. I actually was inspired by that intro, and then I made my own like kind of song that was just like a like I made like a that one is. Good dude, I heard that one was really good. What you made, I was just like, "Ooh, this is this is up my alley." Like this is soundtrack quality. Like it's so fitting. Yeah, I was totally inspired by the by the soundtrack for this game. It's so so good. So congratulations to Below. It got an excellent award. So yay, Below. (laughs) (laughs) Query, what is your Number five category. Uh, man, I mean, wor- worst game of the year, probably. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I I don't I didn't really add any categories. Uh, just I'm gonna be honest with you, this was a weird year for me in terms of trying to play games and when and how and where and what system and. I mean, let's mm-hmm. let's let's face it. Most about eighty percent of the games I played this year were on Switch. So, Switch. Uh, <laughs> but worst game of the year, I have a, I have a couple on this list. One I played a significant amount of, but the other two were just weird games that have weird stories surrounding them and not necessarily for good. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, I mean, Mad 19 was my number three game on this list just because, like, Ugh. as much fun as I've had playing that game, the online is atrocious. And, like, for for a company like EA who, who, hasn't, who has the capital and the resources to develop a better net code for something like this, like, online sucks, yeah. man. Like, it just sucks. Uh, and then Metal Gear Survive, like... I mean that that's number two on my list. I mean, it it's not that it's like a bad game. It's just like after the whole Konami Kojima split in their first game to release after that split was a Metal Gear spinoff game. It's like, come on, what were you thinking? What what? Come on, <laughs> you know. And then uh, worst game of the year, uh, just for everything that's been happening recently is fallout 76 like good grief man just all the news and the in the mishaps and the just the jank and the the jank the engine is caught up to them the jank is no longer charming i'm sorry it's not with with open yeah. world games that have worked well like breath of the wild and the witcher and you know all these other open world RPGs that are significantly better and do a lot of the same things that this game does is like, man. And then to add that online component, it's just like, I mean, Jesse was telling me about how they set off three nukes at the same time and literally nuked the server. 
<laughs> yeah, like, it, it crashes. The second yeah. you do that, it crashes the server. And the new codes are all exactly the same. You, you can you can look up that new code online, and then you now know what code you need to put in to set off a nuke. It's not it's not uh, unique. It's not anything. Like you literally, the second that that code is out, everyone can see it. Everyone can set off mm-hmm. a nuke the second they find the place where you can go to do that. So it's just it's just and so set- like poorly done and. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I as well take that as my, my still, worst game. <laughs> they still gonna use that engine for Elder Scrolls Six and uh, Space Link or whatever their space game is. And I'm like, if this is gonna be on their on PS5 and Xbox, I mean Scarlet, like or Scorpion or whatever they decide to call it, um, it's gonna be on these next gen boxes. This Terrible engine. Ugh. Well, like the. To be fair, though, like I feel like at least like the Elder Scroll games do usually end up having jank and little little issues as well. Mm-hmm. But I feel like they're usually pretty good at fixing stuff. Whereas it seems like they're they they just. It seems like it's the amount of of issues is overwhelming whenever a Fallout game comes out. Like it just seems like it's always so much more more uh, bugs and things that that you end up having to deal with with those games. And it's and it's weird. I'm like, why? But that's that's a main company can't get their engine right. But like Wolfenstein Two and Doom and even Rage uh, by Rage Two by Avalanche, like all it looks like all of those games are gonna work like right out the gate. Even Panic yeah. Button got stuff working out the gate on Switch and, and upgraded it to a, to uh, perform better. But, yeah. Like, yikes! I uh, yeah. So, well, for me, for my number five, uh, best music or best track in the game is "Someday" by Liam and Latroit. This comes from Forza Horizon Four. I heard that in this game, and I had to. I play almost every day on YouTube. On YouTube, like, and or if you look in the comments, and I think it's like from 2016. If you look in the comments, everybody's just like, "Forza Horizon 4 brought you here, didn't it?" And everybody's like, "Yep." And all you see every time you see that song is Forza Horizon 4. Like, I I, I play when I uh, cause I play on uh, I play um, pause pause radio. And it's kind of like their EDM dance kind of uh, house music uh, radio station. And every time uh, Sunday comes on, it it feel it just fits the driving in that game. Like you, can, you sometimes don't care about what you're doing in uh, a race, but once you like in a row and that song comes on, it just fits the mood driving around that mug, and it's just so good. So. Uh, Someday by Dion Detroit gets the uh, uh, excellent award. Um, Fallout seventy six, uh, Madden nineteen, and uh, what was the other game, Corey? Oh, Metal Gear Survivor. They get an exit award for they just need to exit out <laughs> uh, of existence and uh, never to be re- uh, played again or thought of so we're going to get into number four so jesse what is your number four um for me i did and like because this is kind of more like xbox centric like Mm -hmm. i i did um best looking 
And, like, it really was between, like, in a lot of categories for me. Like, uh, it was really difficult to pick between uh, Forza Horizon uh, and and Sea of Thieves for me, like, as far as the, you know, Xbox exclusive stuff go. Um, yeah. But I did have to go with Sea of Thieves for this just because I just love the the art style of that game. Um mm-hmm. Yes. You know, it's got the best looking water that's probably ever been in a game ever <laughs> at this point. <laughs> um, it like just just everything about like the way that things look and and like I just love being in that world, you know, like, you know, regardless of what people say, like, you, you know, there, maybe there wasn't a lot in it at first when it first came out. Like, it doesn't matter. None uh-huh. of that matters. It just looked amazing, and it was fun to be in, you know? Like, I I just love the way that that game looks, and, and it's probably, like, like just the art style. Like, everything, they could have they chose to go a completely different way with the art style in that game, but I'm glad that they, they went with what they did because I, I really enjoy it, and, you know, it just gives... It just gives me those rare, that rare feeling, you know, like that rare style of game. So I like, it, I really, it, I really enjoyed it. It, it. it meshes the fun and the wackiness that's in that game, that art style. Yeah. It's, it's just, yeah. it's completely fitting. Yeah. Like, I, I don't think any other, other style could do something like that with what they wanted to do. So, yeah. well, congratulations, yeah. CLDs, for you get an uh, excellent award. Uh, Corey, what is your number four? My number four is uh, <clears throat> I'm going to go ahead and say best indie game. Uh, I didn't really play a ton of indie games on Xbox, but I know a lot of the games I played were on Xbox. So, uh, I mean that the four on my list are probably pretty universal. Uh, four, The Messenger, three. Celeste, two Lightfall, and one Dead Cells. I I think we had a pretty pretty great year in terms of indie games, uh, you know, and and I think anybody, you know, even now, you know, if you're listening to the show, go download Celeste on Xbox. It's free, right? And you're gonna get that free DLC. Yes. It's you need to down. Ta- you need to play Celeste. I think the music and the pixel art alone uh, require a look, and I think. You know, regardless of what you think of the of the wind level or you know some of the 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 weird stuff that happens towards the end of the game, you know, kind of put a damper on the game for me. But like those first two or three worlds are like top notch platforming, you know, and and really really think that game is awesome. And and Lightfall, obviously, you know, Jesse's been talking about that game ever since we saw it in the Nindy Showcase last year early in the year yeah. and then i played it at pax for like 15 yes. minutes and ended up getting it when it came out on switch and, and love that game and then dead cells is just on another level man dead cells is great you know everything when you can pull me into a game when everything that game represents on paper is something that i hate <laughs> you know <laughs> and i still like love the crap out of that game like it's 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 so good everybody should play dead cells as well so yes yeah so congratulations to those indie guys receiving another excellent award so 
for me, uh, best beta mode is actually Blackout in Call of Duty Black Ops 4. When Jesse gave me that code, or I and I played uh, it with yeah. them, I was shocked. And see, it could have went to Battlefield 5, because Battlefield 5 had a good beta with their multiplayer. Dude, mm-hmm. I touched Blacked Out, and I, we touched Blacked Out, and I was hooked. I was just like, this engine works with this game, and it's fun. Like, of course, it, I, it didn't sell me on the full game yet, but just playing that beta mode over and over, I, w- I was just like, well, Jesse, me and you played like real late at night, and I think what we played for like two and a half hours. <laughs> and then yeah. realized that we, we we thought we were just like in a match for like 15 or 20 minutes, and then realized like, oh, it's four o'clock in the morning. <laughs> yeah. And we ended with a win. <laughs> so yes. I think we ended up with a, ended with a win. I think yes. we might have played one and more it, game after that, but. And it really showcased, showcased, I was just like, this is better than Fortnite and PUBG. Like, it's, I, and it's weird because it works. Yeah. You know, and for and for that to be a beta, I was just like, this could be like the actual game. <laughs> but it was in beta mode and people gave their responses. So yeah, I got to give an excellent award to Blackout Mode for Call of Duty 4 for best beta. Uh, so Jesse, what is your number three? Um. Okay, so like I'm trying to think of how to word this. I want to kind of word it differently. Um. So like I did like biggest surprise um, or or game that that I was ma- like a game that I was maybe uh, looking forward to but past my expectations, mm-hmm. and that uh, was uh, Mutant Year Zero. Like I, yes. you know, I was looking forward to that game, and I just thought, you know, eh, I want to try it. Um, you know, and and that's about all my my expectations were. But when I played it, like it really does a good job of making its own like style of that like XCOM type you know Mario Rabbids type game where it it does the whimsical like like silly like entertaining you know personality to it and then mm. like they kind of broke off into their own you know style of like letting you start a fight uh, wherever you want on the level it's not like based on a you know like uh, like squares that you have to move into in order to start a fight it it like lets you start wherever you want on the map and then from there it switches over to the the uh you know the squares of how you know how many spaces you can move and stuff like that once the fight is is uh initiated but but they they just really did a good job, and I and that's one game that I'm looking forward to playing more this year. Um, thing is, Game Pass has brought so many amazing g- new games to it that I want to play. So I like I've just got so much going it, on right now, and so and like, I, I need to get back to that though. And I give it to Microsoft for sticking with it. More people are joining it, and they are putting some top quality games on it. Whether it's like new or backlog, and 
they've been dedicated to if it's a Microsoft first uh, day uh, day release, you get it in the store and you get it on Game Pass, and that's great. Ten dollars a month, that's yeah. a great deal. Yeah, and I want an an honorable mention for that as well. Yeah, go uh, ahead. For would have to be Ashen, which also came out on on yes. Game Pass. That game has freaking blown me away with what it has to offer. Like it, it is, you know, beyond my expectations as well. You know, like that. It's it's right there. Ashen and and Mutineer Zero are are both like neck and neck for like number one and and uh, completely blowing me away with and and blowing the expectations away. So. And can I say I hope Ashen gets a physical release? And even Mutant uh, Year Zero, I really hope yeah. that those two games get a physical release. Like thirty, thirty or forty dollars would be fine with me. And don't put the digital code. Like put the actual game on the disc because yeah. I think those games. I think people will go out and buy those games. I you know, could see the, those being limited run, uh, done games. Like those. Like yeah. in my opinion, those are. Those are the style of games that I really could see limited run or, uh, putting their hands on. Or if Microsoft wants to publish them, do it. Microsoft got the money mm-hmm. to publish them. Mm-hmm. I, I think they would get more attention. I yeah. would definitely buy yeah. them. I'm like, yes, I got these two games on <laughs> my physical. <laughs> so, yeah. So, so Corey, what is your number three? Um. Let's see here. My number three is uh, let's see here. Biggest news and announcements. Uh, I really think Microsoft killed it in terms of announcements and and you know what they're planning for the future. You know, buying upwards mm-hmm. of yes. of what eight or nine studios this year, and and showing off. You know, e- even though Obsidian's game isn't isn't exclusive to xbox you know them buying obsidian and in in exile and uh the outer worlds looks like a fantastic project uh showing off halo infinite which you know we have a lot of theories about that you can check out an expansion pass about that uh that we did a couple weeks ago uh gears 5 looks amazing uh, crackdown looks like it's gonna have be some sort have some sort of personality with that you know maybe it shouldn't have but it's still it's still coming out, man, and it looks cool. You know, I I it looks it looks really good. Like I like I told Jesse on on the pilot episode of Javelins for Hire. You know that Crackdown Three is going to be a fun weekend. <laughs> you know, like that. Yeah, you know, playing in that open world for a week before Anthem comes out, like that's that's going to be a fun weekend. So and thank and so happy for Game Pass. You know, because just play it when I get home from work that day. Uh, and not be at Target buying it. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, <laughs> you know, them buying Ninja Theory, I think, was the highlight of that for, you know, us at least. Uh, I I, yeah. I still think Obsidian is a huge get for them, too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sure. So, it's, it's a side note. Me and Jesse had this discussion <laughs> uh, about it. And want to get your opinion about it, Corey. Sorry, everybody. We're taking a break for the Game Awards. Deal with it. Uh, me and Jesse was talking, and uh, we were talking about uh, launch games. 
for uh, Scorpion. Is it Scorpion? Or no, Scarlet. It's Anaconda. Uh, Anaconda. Anaconda or whatever. They're, Anaconda there's... don't want none unless you... No, I'm just kidding. Sorry. <laughs> you should have said it. I was about to do that. <laughs> uh, but we was talking about Anaconda, uh, some, some of the launch games. And I told Jesse, uh, and I think, I don't know if me and you agreed on this, Jesse, or if I told you or you told me, but uh, I said that Obsidian would be good to be the f- developer that does a launch game for uh for uh Anaconda and then that following year let it be the year of Ninja Theory releasing the game and but I think you said Jesse that both of them should release a game at the launch well I I was or, more I was more on Ninja Theory just because I feel like they were the most uh ready They've had the most time away from the the previous game they made to to be already working on something. Mm-hmm. So that like that was why I picked Ninja Theory versus just because they they haven't done anything recently. Like like it's it will be almost four years by the time the new Xbox would come out that that uh, that nin, that uh, Hellblade is came out. So. So they they've had plenty of time to work on something, whereas like we had kind of and I had kind of brought this up with Corey as well, and he said, well, you know, Obsidian is just basically just finished something. So, like, are they going to have enough time to have already made something new by then? So, yeah. it, like, I just feel like like Ninja Theory has Ninja has Theory. the most time. They've had the most time away from their previous project to be already working on something new. Uh, you and know, just from a, a time to... standpoint. And, and I think me and you was talking about uh, after they released Hellblade, or by the time they were doing Hellblade, we was kind of speculating that Microsoft and Ninja Theory were probably in talks of, of that uh, acquisition happening and stuff. We were talking about yeah. that. Um, yeah. and, and I think why I, why I had mentioned Obsidian is that Obsidian is more well-known and respected then Ninja Theory, I, I kind of feel like Ninja Theory is such a niche company that every time they bring out a game, not many people give them the recognition. And Hellblade kind of like really put them in the spotlight. And I don't, and I just, and I was just, and I, I was just feeling like maybe use their past work wouldn't sell systems, but Obsidian doing a new game because they're well respected with Fallout New Vegas would sell more systems. Um, and, the and the only thing, just... though, the oh, only thing though that I think about that though is like what kind of almost benefits them though is they were on a PlayStation console first, yeah. and so people on PlayStation know what they're capable of, and and a lot mm-hmm. of people that. You know, like that was one of the games that people who are, you know, like people who talk about PlayStation and and play, you know, specifically on PlayStation. That was one of the games that at one point was said something that you should play if you have a PS4, you know, like so. So the so the thing is, is with that with that being said, um, like, you know, like like we we had we all know about how you know the quantum break and games have gone for Xbox because yes. they didn't have quite the same amount of people playing it it didn't do as well 
and that's not saying because it's a bad game it's you know like it's just because there's not as many people you know playing it and i i feel like though like that that effect has less of a chance happening to uh the next game that ninja theory makes yeah just just because the people that were that played it on played hellblade on ps4 if they see something new come out from them there's a better chance of them getting the next xbox so they can play that game versus like people who you know like didn't have a chance of playing a quantum break of them them buying an xbox for a quantum like say something like quantum break like and and the expectation and the expectation for Ninja Theory is to get the game that Platinum was working on that got canceled. So if Ninja Theory get all of those assets, Ninja Theory could go in and probably fix some things and continue to add it on. That would probably be if 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 we're gonna go with Ninja Theory as the as the developer doing the launch game for Xbox uh, Anaconda, that would be the one. That's my only assumption because Ninja Theory does take time time with their games. They don't actually yeah. like like have delays or really say when it's going to come out. They just know yeah. that they are putting their all into that game. And I and I so. feel like they have enough buffer time um, until the the next you know Xbox like comes mm-hmm. out and is like fully out like it. It, like it might not be a, a a launch day game, but I I would think it would come out like within a month or two after the, like the in Xbox the launch window. Out. Because like, like me and Corey also talked about this, we think that that Halo Infinite is gonna be the launch game for the new Xbox. Or Xbox, yeah, yeah. That that, and I think Hellblade or Ninja Theory's game will be the next heavy hitter right shortly after you know like i i i don't know and, i just i just think that would be better because then they, and, they and, still have time to to kind of work on what they're doing and not be rushed yeah and and that's why oh. i said like that following year for ninja theory um because i think halo infant is is this year or they just haven't it's said anything year. about it it's yeah, next year? Ge- oh, okay. Gears Gears Five is this year, and I don't think they're going to release Gears and Halo at the same in the same year. Yeah. Okay. So, but so Halo Infinite will be still for one, and and also be for Anaconda. Yeah, so it'll, it'll like be two, for both. It'll be for both. Okay. So, uh, and I was going to ask you for your uh, your opinion, Corey. Sorry about that. Oh, I just <laughs> I I mean. I don't. I don't even know at this point. To be honest with you, I just there's too much right now going on. I mean, for all we know, we could see Fable from Playground's second team. You know, I mean, it's just yeah, like yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Microsoft, they, Microsoft they could has, easily surprise us. They have so much in the pipeline <laughs> right now that it's just like nothing's gonna it. Everything that's gonna surprise me is not gonna surprise me at the same time. Yeah. You know, like yeah. I, I, I just I think Xbox has positioned themselves so well for next generation that like yeah. it's it's like it's like what Nintendo has done, right? Where we pretty much have an idea of what's coming out for the next twelve to eighteen months, right? Like yes. you know, we've got for for Nintendo you've got Yoshi's Crafted World, Fire Emblem, Animal Crossing, 
uh, you know, that it's going to be like that first year of the Switch where Nintendo had a big first-party game every six weeks or so. And, and Microsoft, maybe not to that extent, but we're going to have two or three major first-party games every year with, you know, smaller, like, Compulsion. What's Compulsion working on now that we Happy Fuse been out, right? You know you're going to have a Forza game yes. every year like Clockwork. Halo or Gears is going to be that big, you know, pillar in the fall, too. And then you're going to have a, a decent, you know, maybe exploring the price range like a 30 or 40 dollar game similar to what state of decay was but you'll get it out of uh compulsion or maybe ninja theory or maybe in exile you know like you're gonna have a smaller game but still be super uh uh polished so yeah and, and i think yeah that nintendo that the nintendo business plan that they did i think could work for Mark. Microsoft. Like we really work where I think it would be like Microsoft has gangs and they're putting high quality out every month. So whether you have Game Pass or not, there's a guaranteed sale that's right there. You got Game Pass, you got a digital, or you got a physical at sixty. Yeah. You know. So it's just weird to think about launch games for a console that we know no information about or no true name about. It's a, it's a good discussion. So that was our arsenic exchange, everybody, for the show. <laughs> so uh, we're going to get back into the nominations. <laughs> uh, so my number three is uh, biggest disappointment, but still playing it all the way, and that's Dark Siders 3. I was looking really forward to this game, and I didn't review it or anything, but and I am close to being done with it, but it really was kind of a letdown, and and not so much as in the story, or uh, kind of the combat stuff, but it was just like the load times is nonsense. And yes, they did update it with the classic classic mode for your battles and stuff. But man, the loading times was about twenty to thirty seconds. I, I had to take almost a minute to even get into the title screen after the game. After my system recognized the game, and it was just like this is nonsense. This like you really like when everything is loaded and you're playing in the game, you're having a good time. But if you die, getting back to that next check, the checkpoint that you were at. Uh, which is fine, and getting back to your souls and stuff was fine, but it takes close to 30 to 45 seconds, and it just, it, it felt bad in that manner, and also, they didn't really put in different armor, so regardless if you're putting more, uh, more skills into your weapon or into your health, um, your health, they could still hit you three times, and your game is over. Because there's no armor that you can equip, there's no other armor that you could equip or make powerful. So it, it's just like it's a good game. I say wait for it to go on sale for thirty or forty bucks. But I was I was really disappointed, and I was looking forward to this game. Corey might you might still go back to it and enjoy it, but I'm like when you get to a certain fight, you're going to probably be pissed off. Like some of the some of the boss fights are literally kind of unfair, in a sense. 
Um, uh, well, I'm, I'm definitely going to be switching it back to classic combat mode mm-hmm. because they, they did end up adding that. So, uh, pretty happy for that. Uh, you know, so I, I <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do want to get back to that game though. Cause it's, it, I mean, <laughs> yeah. And next challenge, uh, uh, and it was disappointing. That's why I said it was disappointing to me. And it's a British no, because uh, I spent the sixty like the day after it came out, like or a couple of days after it came out, like that Friday I went and brought it. Um, and it was just disappointment as these problems were going on, and even with the patches and stuff, I don't know if they're going to ever fix the lot of times, but they, I feel like they did all that they could do. Because, and yeah, I, I say wait for a good cell phone. I mean, it's fun if you're into it and you're willing to put a lot of time and effort in it. But man, it was it was it's kind of my big disappointment. Uh, so it gets an exit award for it. Our number two, Jesse. What is? <laughs> All right. So I did the the best first party. Um, and for me again, like it was a, it was a, it was a neck and neck, uh, between, uh, uh, Forza Horizon 4 and, uh, Sea of Thieves, but I, I had mm-hmm. to go again with Sea of Thieves just because like personally it, like, like all my expectations, my expectations were met when the game came out, I know a lot of people like got disappointed that, and didn't feel like there was a lot going on in that game, but like, I I never really was looking forward to that game as a game that I wanted to play by myself, like, and worry about story and, and any of that kind of stuff. I wanted it to be a, a pirate simulator. And that's exactly what it was. Like it, it was just about, what kind of stories you make and what kind of adventures you make them to be and not, not have having to be your hand being held throughout the game to, to lead you on some linear storyline, you know, to, you know, that you're just basically living out. Like I, I, it was exactly what I wanted it to be. And I've uh, played it again recently, you know, and, and I also played uh, Horizon 4 recently, and yeah. like I was blown away by some of the really cool things that they've added more recently to Sea of Thieves, and and uh, it just was kind of that like after playing both of them a little bit again, it just kind of pushed that one over the edge for me uh, for my my favorite of the year. Um, okay, State of Decay two. Uh, what you know, it was a good game, but unfortunately, I feel like the, I still like the first one better. Like mm-hmm. I do, there's things about the second one that I did enjoy better than the first, but overall, I feel like I like it was a little. There was a little too much with the whole uh, survival stuff. Was a little too much for me. Like I, because I don't really like the the survival stuff too much in games if they do you know if they they rely too much on those mechanics and i feel like that game relied too much on that 
and that's that's kind of why that like left that in third place for me um but you know it was a good game i i'm hopeful for uh their next their next uh you know devil into the into the whatever they're gonna do next and you know with a good hopefully a, a nice uh um, budget that they can really, really put some time and polish in, into the next game. So, for that. So, yeah, that, Congra- that was my pick. <laughs> Congratulations, COT, for another excellent award. Yes. Corey, what is your number two? Uh, my number two is uh, best third party game. Where's my list here? All right. So, best third party game. You know, there's there's a bunch of things on this list, uh, but for me personally, like number four, I had Destiny Two Forsaken. I did have a lot of fun playing through that campaign. Uh, exploring Destiny in a different way than I have in a while is is kind of refreshing to play it in the way that you're supposed to be playing it instead of, you know, uh, hardcore just grinding every night till like three o'clock in the morning, which is not the way I really want to play games anymore. Uh, <laughs> but Destiny 2 Forsaken uh, what I've played of Assassin's Creed Odyssey I feel like it's I I have spent a little bit more time with that game in the last couple weeks uh, f- getting more into it it's more Origins I do like Origins better in terms of story and the characters and stuff but uh, the way it feels and the, uh. the combat and stuff it, it feels like more Origins so uh, that's on there Surprised to see this on my list at all, let alone this high. Call of Duty Black Ops 4 is my number two game. Uh, basically, Blackout Mode is the best thing to happen in that series since, you know, Modern Warfare. Uh, yeah. So I, I I really love that mode. Uh, I do want to go back to it at some point. I have a lot of things to finish up before that. But, uh, yeah, and then number one best third-party game. Is Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Uh, it's my favorite game I played this year, and and it's man that I I really think the puzzles are great, and the and the character like Lara and, yeah. and, and Jonah are are fun characters, and and I I just really enjoy that game. When we played it the other night, and when we were talking about it, and some other things like just going back into that game, and I want to go back and a hundred percent it. Uh, before you know the yeah, onslaught, of, here. onslaught of games come in February and March, so uh, I I do plan on doing that within the next couple of weeks as well. Uh, just finishing up. I mean, it, I bet if I went back to hundred percent, it it would take me like two or three hours tops. You know, just going in and finding all the the rest of the collectibles mm-hmm. and artifacts and stuff. So, uh, best third party game, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, without a doubt, is the my, my favorite game I played the whole year. So. Oh, Corey, did your picture cut out? Oh, well, it's still on my screen, so that's all that matters. Oh, there you go. <laughs> well, uh, my number two is Best Backlog Game, and surprisingly, it's Call of Duty Events Warfare. I love this campaign. <laughs> like, I thoroughly enjoyed this campaign. I I I believe I like the story. I like the weapons. That's and, the one with Kevin uh, Spacey in it, right? Yes. 
not, you not press that, the X. Not that like rest you know. in peace. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that mess. Yeah, did you but see, I played it. At, be, before we move on, okay. did you see the video he posted on his Facebook page? Somebody no. was talking about it. I, what? What the world was that about? It was he was like it was a. Uh, it was him making Christmas cookies as as Frank Underwood from from House of Cards, but like he couldn't say that's who he was because it's, it was he did it independently of the show. But the yeah, video yeah. the video was called "Let Me Be Frank," and it's a play on words because he was being truthful or allegedly truthful and honest about why he was kicked off the show. But he was playing. Frank, uh, mm. he was playing. Oh my gosh, it was. Boy, man, it made me really miss that character on that show. Man, he was just like, <laughs> like it was. It was like he then like towards the end of the video, he's like, "You didn't really see me die, did you?" Because like the the spoilers for House of Cards season six, like he got kicked off the so- show, so they had to write him out, so they ki- killed him, you know, off screen or whatever, and. You know, he was, like, saying, basically, like, how can you prosecute someone without evidence or whatever? And what it, it was an insane video. I'll send you guys a link to it, but <laughs> it was, like, this really weird yeah, video. Yeah, I heard about Like, I, I'm not condoning what he allegedly did, but, like, it, him doing that video really made me miss that character on that show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I heard House of Cards was really, really good. I didn't know it was good. Yeah, I just heard it was like bunkers. Just like, wait, Kevin Spacey is doing what? <laughs> so, yeah, and there's some good, other good Netflix shows that everybody should check out. Um, you can search what what you need to. Uh, Norm McDonald show. Norm McDonald has a has a show is so good if you like comedy. Oh, it's hilarious. He, it get past the controversy of what he said, and you'll probably enjoy it. So. Well, what what controversy? I don't. I guess I'm not sure about it. What he he uh, Norm Macdonald? Oh, he made a joke about something, and I think it was sexist or racist. It was something uh, that he commented on, and he said it was a joke, but it was like really offensive. Um, and uh, like he had to go on the view and like kind of talk about it and stuff. I think it was the it might have been the Roseanne Barb thing. Uh, oh, okay. About it. Well, so. I, I well, I don't know. Yeah, there's a whole there's a whole thing with that. Like I listened to the uh, the interview with Roseanne uh, that was on Joe Rogan, and I yeah, I, I don't know. You know, like people feel the way they're going to feel. I, I don't, I honestly don't think that, um, that, that what happened with her was as bad as, as it was made to seem like, I, I don't know. It, it I, was just getting her side it, of the story was, and like people who know her and stuff. Like, I, I just don't think it was quite what people took it, took it to be. It, but, and not to be political, and we're going to get back to the worst. It was yeah. the fact that people were acting like this is brand new with her, and yeah. there was some other stuff that she has done 
that has been very controversial. So yeah. when she did this and people were uh, like kind of backing her up because they know her stuff, it created you know a lot of discussion and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah, it's it's hard for me because like I like some of my favorite comedians are very very offensive, and but that's that's just always how they've been, and that's like it's not because I I know that it's not it's not real like it's real but it's not it's not like meant to like like there there's a there's a really good podcast to listen to that that like where they really talk broke it down um uh gilbert godfried gilbert godfried has a has a podcast yeah if you listen to his most recent episode with um with howie mandel they do a really good job Uh just breaking down the whole concept of of making really really um offensive jokes in the face of tragedy and and why why when they do that make a joke it's out of love and not out of trying to be offensive like it's I don't know. It's it's a whole but thing, this, but, but we'll get we'll go back to the yeah. we're completely going off topic here. But yeah, it's get it like going it's just topic. yeah. I don't know. I just I you like if you don't understand humor and and the idea of offensive jokes and why they are and I can see why people get offended, but it's just not that's not the intention when when you really look at it. You know, it's. I don't know. I I have a hard time with when people get get upset about uh, offensive jokes because if you know where they're coming from, it, you'll you'll understand that it's really not that big of a deal. We'll get email. We'll so. get email about this. So we're, <laughs> we're going to get into the last topic before we get into our traditional stuff. Uh, so, uh, Jesse, what is your last your number one topic? Okay, I've I've got like the thing is is I've got like five or six left that I didn't even use. Oh, you can um, go ahead and just do them all. Okay, well, okay, yeah, I'll just fly through them really quick. Okay, so, so uh, best third party, I ended up going with Far Cry Five. Um, it was really a toss up, like because to me, my best third party is almost like my number two pick of game of the year. So, like, I picked Far Cry 5 for best third party. Um, best backwards ca- uh, compatibility game I had to give to Modern Warfare 2. Because once that was backwards compatible, it just started flying off the shelves of mm. of GameStop and, and any store that was selling used games. Basically, it, it instantly became hard to find. So, I mean, it, it just was a heavy hitter once that once they got that and backwards compatibility like it it you know brought new life to that game all over again so um best indie i i went with uh dead cells um the honorable mention for best indie was ashen like i really really liked that game but again i haven't played it nearly as much of that as i did dead cells so but for what i played it 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 did a lot for me and i really was impressed with it um biggest announcement or news was for me kind of the same as like Corey said is just you know like all the the things that microsoft has been making 
uh, you know, like picking up Ninja Theory was probably the biggest thing for me. Um, most anticipated uh, for Xbox uh, for next year would have to be the Microsoft E3. Like what we're gonna see, like what what you know what are what the future is gonna gonna hold for, and then uh, most anticipated game of 2019 obviously is uh, Anthem <laughs> for me. So like that's I'm just super excited to play more of that, and that's pretty much it. Okay, everybody, all of that's supposed to be the traditional stuff. That's why. Uh, oh okay. Yeah, uh, but. We'll get into that. Um, Corey, what is your last? Um, he froze again, didn't he? Topic. My my last topic, I guess. Let's see. I I I guess most anticipated game is going to be my last topic here. Uh. There's a lot of games to be excited for next year uh, and and beyond. You know, the uh, Division Two is number four on my list here. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm really excited to play through uh, that style of game again. Uh, I I actually really like the Division One and and you know we jumped in the other day to check some stuff out, Ed and and I really want to kind of play through that first game again just to just the campaign, you know, and, and mm-hmm maybe find all the collectibles or whatever. Uh, Halo Infinite is number three. I can't wait to see what they're doing with that game and what changes they make and how they're going to adapt to a games-as-a-service model because I really think that's why they called it Halo Infinite is, like, it's just going to be the game that you, you know, download off a of Game Pass theoretically and then, you know, pay for seasons of, of content like... Uh, like Halo 4's special ops mode that they that co-op mode they had in that game, which was I a cool idea, underutilized, uh, not fantastic content, but it was a cool idea, and I think they're gonna apply that to Halo Infinite. Uh, Gears Five, always excited for Gears. Gears is my it it's close, and on any given day it could change, but I think Gears of War is my favorite Microsoft franchise. I, I and you know Jesse and I are playing through Gears Four and Squad Goals, and every time we play it, the controls feel a tad dated, but they are it that those games are so much fun, mm. you know. And and just yeah. uh, I got really excited because I got an achievement I didn't even know existed. Uh, you know the 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 lurkers or the pouncers the things that swallow you in their stomachs in that game. If you kill one while yeah. jumping in the air with a shotgun, you get an achievement and I did it and it was cool. So, uh, <laughs> I, there's still cool nice. things in that. There's still cool moments in that game that I just, sometimes I forget how cool that game, those, that game is until I play it again. And it's just like, Oh man, it's so good. Uh, I do really hope gears five runs at 60 frames a second during the campaign though. Cause like, man, I, I miss mul- when when you go. It's time. Yeah. It. Yes, you are correct. It's time. Uh, and then number one, Anthem. I'm super. I cannot wait for Anthem. I the more I watch that game, and the more more I see of gameplay, and and you know, the way Jesse talks about it off camera, like I I I cannot wait for Anthem. 
and and you know we're we're dedicating a whole podcast and a YouTube channel to it. So I mean, we better be yeah. good. <laughs> Bioware, you better not disappoint me because that game is. Yeah. I am so hyped for Anthem right now. I I literally I literally think I'm I'm going to try to get my off day switch so I could buy Anthem and play it as much as I can. Yeah. So. so. Um, so yeah, my most anticipated game is, is that, so, uh, yeah, Anthem, okay. Anthem, can't, I cannot <laughs> wait. All right, congratulations to those for, they all get an excellent, uh, so my last, uh, category is best game that kept me hooked and wanted to play more, and just like Corey said earlier, Shadow of the Tomb Raider. The day I popped that mug in and installed and started playing, I was playing four to five hours. I was hooked from the intro, the story, the the, the graphics look completely beautiful. The, the puzzles and stuff, doing the stealth kills, the guns felt good. Um, just different ways on how you... Uh, can strategize against enemies, the side stuff, the the way they use dark and light sometimes stuff was too dark <laughs> it was just like you can't see nothing but every time I go back to Shadow Tomb Raider I get stuck in that world and I'm like I want to play more and I'm I'm at um, I'm 5% lower than Corey I'm at 91.3% and I think I'm going to go back I think once I get the lockpick I go back and finish some side quests and stuff and unlock some things so that is my uh, my last topic. So congratulations once again to Shadow the Tomb Raider winning another excellent award. But we're going to get into the final section, which is the traditional kind of Game of the Award nominations. Now, this is something that all three of us are, are going to agree on. Or if two beats out one, then that game will win it. So... Best first party game. The nominations are Forza Horizon 4, Sea of Thieves, and State of Decay 2. Jesse, which one you choose? I I chose uh, Sea of Thieves. Corey. It was really, really hard to pick, but. Corey, which one do you choose? Um You said this you said best first party game. Sorry. Yes. I I mean it was Forza Horizon Four. I think is is. I mean, don't get me wrong. State of Decay Two had a lot of cool system ideas, but mm-hmm. and Sea of Thieves was a cool pirate experience, and it was so much fun playing that game with you guys. Like, I still want to go back to that game at some point and play some of the new content. But and it was beautiful, and the music was fun, and dancing in front of you, Ed, and you getting mad at me for dancing instead of <laughs> doing it. Right. Doing my job. Puke on each other. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But I think in terms of total quality and and gameplay and and music and visuals, like Forza Horizon Four is the clear winner. Like it, it it just is. I'm sorry. Like I I really appreciate what Rare did, and that game is cool. But yeah, Forza is the clear winner. And yeah, with me, Forza Horizon Four, it. The way that game drives, the way it looks, the the way the seasons change, soundtrack is wonderful. It literally knocked God of War out of 
kind of best game of the year. I mean, it's still in a variety of categories, but it's just like it to me, like personally, it almost is at number one. But there's another game that beat it out. But yeah, for first party, Forza Horizon 4. So Arsenal X is official game of the year first party game goes to Forza Horizon 4. Congratulations to that. Best third party game. The nominations are Shadow of the Tomb Raider, Call of Duty Black Ops 4, Dead Cells, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, Dragon Ball Fighter Z. Or if you guys have any other nominations that you want to add, you can. But what would be the official third party game? Corey, what is it for you? I mean, for me, it's Shadow of the Tomb Raider, but I do. I play in Black Ops, man. Super close. <laughs> super, super close. I think, I think Black Ops 4 is bringing Call of Duty back in a big way. And. I, I, that game is is really really good, but Shadow of the Tomb Raider for me is is man that game is that game is something else, man. I I really enjoyed my time with that game. Jesse, <laughs> yeah, for me it was uh, it was Black Ops Four, like because I you know like as far as like because I like Far Cry Five and Black Ops Four. We're mm-hmm. fairly close, but but I I have to I have to say Black Ops Four just because it like it like I've never been so like like it's been a long time since I've been this hooked on on a Call of Duty game. So like it it, it just is like all my a lot of my extra time has been just going to jumping on for a couple of minutes here and there and and playing that so. So yeah, it's it's just been consumed the most time in in a short period of time, and I just can't I can't deny that it's that it's been like a massive, like part of my gaming recently. So I have to give it to that. Okay, and for me, uh, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, uh, gotta go with Corey. Uh, I will say Blackout is a uh, for Call of Duty Black Ops 4 surprised me. So I am going to give it a exquisite award. It's the best third party exquisite game. Kind of like a recommendation. So it's up it's still up there. But congratulations to Shadow the Tomb Raider. That's Arsenal X's official best third party game. Now we're going to get into best indie. Uh we have below and if anyone has any Ashen is nominated, anyone has any other indie game they want to recommend uh, or nominate, they can at this time. Uh, I will like to uh, nominate The Gardens Between. Music, gameplay, very heartwarming, it's, and it's a very chill game, but I would like to nominate that. Uh, Corey? Sorry, I was muted for a second. Uh, oh. Best best indie game for me, I think it, Dead Cells. I think you know, I, okay. I I think I think Dead Cells is a fantastic game. Uh, I I think it appeals to a lot of people, and it does a lot of things well. You know, the combat's great. 
the music and and the colors that they use in terms of of what the game looks like. I I just think Dead Cells does a lot of great things. Uh, Lightfall is also on that list, but for now, I I think you know it's it's a it's a great game. Yeah, I, Jesse. Yeah, I I had to go with Dead Cells as well because because like the thing is like. Like, Lightfall was very consuming once it first came out for me. And, and it yes. is, it was, it was like going to be my, my definitely like, you know, top platformer of the year. Like, like, and then, and then Dead Cells came out and, you know, is like just super consuming. And, you know, and, and Ashen, like I said, is kind of my honorable mention like as well like mm-hmm. like between ashen dead cells and and uh lightfall like those three uh indie games have like just like been the major highlights so far of this year so um you know lightfall obviously yes. though for me was more on on switch like that's where I played Fish. that. That's why. That's why. I, like, if you watch our uh, watched our Nintendo, our Pow Block uh, Game of the Year, I, you know, I put that, you know, higher up on on that show because I considered that more of a of a um, a Nintendo uh, centric game for me. And mm-hmm. so, uh, Dead Cells though, and uh, and Ashen would be more for the Xbox side of things for me so so yeah dead cells is is my what ended up pulling ahead so congratulations to dead cells yes everybody and i love dead cells i do recommend that game also it needs to be on whatever platform that you can get it on you feel like you need to play it on you need to own it but yes uh, Death Cells is Arsenal X's official best indie game of 2018. Now we're going to get into the worst game of the year. And without a shadow of a doubt, I I have to give it to Madden 19. I'm sorry. What Corey went through and how angered I was because I literally said some unkind things. I had to give that Fallout 76 has its problems. I would not deny that. But it has been since August that this game is having problems. And I don't even know if well, it's so well. For it's Chris, been since Chris. like 2006 that this game is having oh. problems. Oh goodness! <laughs> yeah. So, worst game of the year, I I have to give it to Madden 19. Uh, Jesse, what is what is your what what do you not like? Yeah, like the thing is, is like all the really bad games this year, I just completely stayed away from. But like just from going on, like what I've what I've seen, what I've read. Like for me, I had to go with Fallout seventy six. Like it just, it just seemed like a complete like, because like like we kind of talked about this earlier. Um, I don't think anyone mm. had any hopes for for Metal Gear Survive. Like that was just dead in the water from the beginning. Um, but there was a lot of hype around Fallout seventy six, you know, especially among yes. uh, among fans and. 
though there are some fans who were completely fine with the way that turn that game turned out, um, there still was also though a lot of of fans who were completely disappointed with that game, and it's kind of had that that um, destiny style you know, issues where a lot of people were complaining about it and just were really, you know, disappointed with with the way things turned out. But now, mind you, like Destiny 2, though, was still a decent game, you know, overall, so I really wouldn't nominate that as, you know, as a, as a worse game. So with, yeah, with Fallout 76, though, it's just been like one thing after another that has just been ridiculous and just laughable at how awful it it sounds and seems so i don't all all i can say is like what what sold me or what sold me on that game just not going to be good from the start was just the whole idea of the the lock-on system you know that's in the original game uh-huh. uh I, it's blank in my mind what that's called right now um, the, the, what's the, the lock-on system called for that game? I, I, I forget. I, I don't play the games at all. Um, well, anyways, the, the, the lock-on system, like, it being in real time is just, like, it just looks so ba- bad and just so, like, because it just doesn't work. Like, you just can't have something where the whole idea of it is to slow down time so you can like aim, you know, pick your your parts of the body that you want to shoot, and all that stuff, in while you're in slow motion, like to to do that all in real time, it just looks so bad, and it just doesn't work. Like it just doesn't. It's just not a good thing to try to even do. Like in my opinion, I don't even know why they try. I'm, I don't know. It just. And it failed to to offer the things that they promised it would have, like they promised it would have all the things that that Fallout fans love. And then you got into the the you know out the vault and into the world, and then you realized there was nothing there that you loved. <clears throat> you couldn't even go into buildings. You couldn't you know there just there was just nothing to it that that makes. You know that's what makes the uh, Fallout games interesting, even for people like me who, who aren't like super fans of it. But I tend to buy buy them every single time they come out with one, even though it's not like I'm not really a fan, like a super fan of them. But I always end up buying them because they are interesting and they are, you know, for a short period of time for me, fun games to try and play. But this one I just could not could not look past like any of the issues and just didn't even want to waste my time or money so okay Corey what is your nomination or what do you uh, uh say? well I mean I I think Fallout 76 is just yeah I don't know if I need to say more <laughs> it's just <laughs> Okay. I mean, Jesse. Jesse said a lot of things. I was everybody was thinking. Plus, like, not even as the game, just like horrifically, just not performing well on a technical level. Yeah. But yeah. you have the the canvas bag situation. You have the yeah. <laughs> uh, 
500 free atoms, which isn't even enough to buy anything in their store. You have it was like it was like five dollars. It's just it. There is so much just wrong. You know, it's just yeah, yeah. And 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 can I just say this? Like like part of my frustration and just like lashing out at it that I'm doing partially is I'm really bummed because I kind of like I wish that it ended up being a really good game that that you know that the world wanted to get and that I even though I'm not a big fan of would end up getting anyways like all the other uh, fallout games like I wish it was something that I wanted to go and play and try and and just experience but it wasn't and it's just kind of a bummer you know <laughs> like you know that that's where my frustration with it yeah. comes from is i i wanted it to be good i didn't want it to fail i want i wish it was a, a really good game and i'm hoping that over time like no man's sky maybe it will become something that's a force to reckon with and and to go back into and try you know yep. an experience yep. so well well, uh, as the crowd laughs, uh, Arsenal X's worst game of the year is Fallout 76. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I need to say no more. So we're going to go into our next uh, nomination. Biggest announcement or biggest news. Uh, Corey, what do you want to nominate for it? I mean, I mean them buying all those studios. I mean, I said my piece earlier, but I, I think that Microsoft buying these studios and prepping mm-hmm. for the future is is key to their success and I think they did a great job with it. So I mean yeah. Yeah. Uh for me it's uh Microsoft bringing out the adaptive controller. Um I think that was really major of them and someone even got it to work on the Nintendo Switch. I think <laughs> using the trick. Uh, so for me, it's going to be the adaptive controller. What about you, Jesse? Yeah, you know it's funny because I didn't really think of. I completely did not think about that when thinking about this. Um, like, yeah. Now, now it makes it difficult because honestly, like, as as much as like, um you know microsoft buying all the the studios and stuff is a is a big deal for them as a company like as a whole for the the gamers in general and people who you know are disabled like that was a big game changer and like the uh you know, like the the videos and things that they've made, and even recently they've made some new stuff as well. Uh, you know, kind of focused around that has been you know a pretty feel good uh, you know piece and and a thing to to make you you know glad to be supporting Microsoft. So I don't know. I guess I guess I would have to say as a whole, like for everyone and for for everything you know, from making Microsoft look you know look like they you know like they do truly try to care about everyone and and everything like mm-hmm. i would i would have to probably go with the adaptive controller as well all right you know, so, it, so it's, that's, you know 
<laughs> That's uh, Arsenal X's biggest announcement in news. Congratulations to the announcement of the adaptive controller. And I can't. That, not, I, that, oh. b- that commercial, by the way, for the adaptive oh. controller. Dude, it gets, awesome. it, it gets me every time. Every time. Yeah. And that, yes. and that's why I think I like I'd mentioning that. I'm like, I don't know, man. I think I do have to go with that because like like that was that was a big deal like for, yeah. you know, like it, it's hard for us to put ourselves in that in their shoes because because that's not something that we have to think about. But for mm. those kind of people, you know, for the people who do have trouble, you know, with playing that the games though you know the way that we do you know that's a big deal for them you know to have something you know that that was made to to try to make it easier and better you know accessible so yeah it's it's a big deal definitely for for everyone yeah so we got two more uh uh categories our next category is most anticipated get uh so arsenal excess must anticipate it and i i feel like this is going to probably be unanimous i'm going with anthem yep me too (laughs) okay (laughs) congratulations to anthem really i'm i'm surprised by that for you ed what i told you i was going to get anthem the day it comes out i know but i thought i thought something like in in terms, I I just thought maybe the division would have been more. I don't know. Oh no 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 no. Okay. Right. No 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 no. When Never when we mind, seen then. Anthem and, and uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> I just said when we seen Anthem in action. That's all. <laughs> you already know. I made a mistake. I'm sorry. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> Take away one chicken, chicken burger, chicken sandwich out of the fifteen that I owe you. <laughs> I will be broke when I get there. Uh, so it is finally come to the time where it is going to be Arsenal X's Game of the Year award it is getting the uh, Golden Arsenal Award. We have Forza Horizon Four, Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Call of Duty Black Ops 4 Dead Sales since we all since that became that one and did you guys want to nominate anything else or would you like to pick out those four well obviously for me Far Cry was was a big one was a big one okay yeah that was like that's my like cause I, I have mine actually I have from five, uh, my top five, basically, I have it written out as top five uh, games of, you know, that I basically would would put in the, you know, like the most, <clears throat> the best this year. So, okay, Corey. Uh, sorry, I'm I'm working on this real quick. Look, look what I just did. Nice. Yes. <laughs> it's been submitted. For review. Nice. Sorry, I I was I'm not gonna lie to you. I was not paying attention for the last like three minutes. Oh goodness! <laughs> so the nominations for our Arsenal X Game of the Year okay. for our official award: Forza Horizon Four, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, Black Ops. Uh, Jesse won at Far Cry Five, 
and Dead Cells. Yeah. I mean, there, there's games that could be nominated, but I'm not going to waste the time because we all know my game of the year is Shadow of the Tomb Raider. I think I think maybe Assassin's Creed Odyssey deserves to be on there. I think, mm-hmm. honestly, in just the you know three-ish hours that I've played, I think Mutant Year Zero deserves a shout-out. Maybe not making a list, but I think it deserves some sort of recognition. Uh, but yeah, my my game of the year is Shadow of the Tomb Raider. I I can't not say that. Yeah, and everybody, our Arsenal X game of the year, our that gets the golden Arsenal. Can we all throw up the X? <laughs> yes. Congratulations to Shadow of the Mario Tomb Raider. <laughs> <laughs> I can't stand you at all. <laughs> That's a throwing shoe at you. <laughs> I throw a, pick, a pickle piece at you. Uh, yes, everybody. Congratulations. Shadow of the Tomb Raider is 2018's Arsenal X's Game of the Year. Um, it gets a golden arsenal. A lot of these games that we nominated and talked about, we do recommend that you guys do pick them up and give them a play. Below, Ashen, Dead Cells, Far Cry 5, Assassin's Creed, Origins, Mini Year Zero. Just a whole gamut of games that we talked about and nominated and gave awards to. We really want you guys to go pick them up. They got some great sales going on. Or if you if you got Game Pass, you can play them there. If you want to go to GameStop and get a used copy or get a brand new, get it there. Do it digitally, physically. Um, know that some of these games are also play anywhere. So if you buy it digitally on Xbox, you can't play them on Windows 10 and vice versa if it's available. So, uh, that is going to be our our uh, game of the year nominations. So we're going to get into just this final section before we get into plugs, and that's our NX challenge. And what our NX challenge is is our uh, Nintendo and Xbox challenge. Uh, me, Corey, and Jesse are will be playing uh, games throughout the year, and it will be a point based system. So. Excuse me. Sorry about that, everybody. So, the way that it goes is that we're going by a Yoshi coin system, um, and uh, uh, it, it's going to meet requirements of of what it is. So, if you uh, complete a a game a hundred percent, whether it's on Nintendo or Xbox, like if you get everything, uh, get all the achievements, get all. Uh, whatever that one hundred percent in that game, and hopefully we could take pictures and show it and everything. You would get five Yoshi coins if you beat a first party game on normal, not easy. You have to play the game on normal. You would get four Yoshi coins if you are playing uh, a indie game and. Uh, if you if you beat it or get a hundred percent on it, you will. Uh, uh, if you get a hundred percent on the indie game, uh, you would get. I, I think we said five. No, did we say five coins or four coins? If, if you hundred percent a game, it's five five coins. So indie and indie and first. Yeah. Any any, any game. game. You can 
a 100% complete, it's five coins. Five coins. Okay. So if you beat an indie game, you get three coins. If you beat the DLC uh, 100% or not, uh, you get two coins. Because DLC is not a full game. It's just an extension of the game. And if if you at least get 50% of a game done and you do not finish it throughout the rest of the year, you get one coin. So, so, so we're going to be keeping up our tallies throughout the year. Whoever has the most coins would definitely get something. Now, because it is a challenge. We would love for you guys to join us. We want to see what games that you guys are playing. Uh, we want to see pictures and your stats and stuff. Um, and hopefully, you know, you guys will join us and get a high ranking and stuff. And you can also stream these games if you guys want to. Um, I'm going to offer it up to Corey and Jesse. Whoever comes on top. Besides me, my offer to you guys is you have a choice of getting a controller for Switch or a custom controller for Xbox. You get every right to design it. I will pay for it and send it to you. That's hmm. cool. Interesting. <laughs> hmm. hmm. If, if I win and come out soon we have to play a game fully you don't have to 100% it but you have to play it all the way through that you normally wouldn't play yes Jesse already has played Resident Evil 4 but I would have something (laughs) else and beat it I would have something else for him Corey I know he doesn't like horror games but I would get him something to play don't make me play that's, something scary, Ed. I'll fight you. You you never know. But that's if I come Dead out. space. <laughs> <laughs> that's I come up on top. And <laughs> and it doesn't matter how many games that we play or how many games that we finish. Um when it comes to next year, uh when we do the last show of it, so we'll have the game of the the last game of the year show. Uh we will tally up our scores and we will present who who will be the winner. So that is my offer to these guys. They have a choice to get a pro controller or get a, a, a Xbox controller. Um, and it's up to them which one that they want. Um, so, but if I come out on top as host, they each have to play a game to to the fullest. Whether they like it or not, they have to play that game to the fullest. So today, uh, not this recording, but today that you guys are watching the show has started off uh, the official game. So my first game is Fire Emblem Warriors for the Nintendo Switch. Jesse, do you have a first game? Um, hmm. Oh, I kind of have to. I'm. I... I'm thinking that it's gonna either be uh, um, Just Cause Four or or possibly Hitman. 
Okay. The hit because I just recently got Hitman one and two, the newer ones, um, stuff like that. That that's gonna be a really difficult game to try to one hundred percent. But yeah, but uh, yeah, I don't, I don't. That's the thing. Uh, I don't know. It's probably probably somewhere in between those. Um, and and everybody just to let you know, this is. A- backlog stuff so anything new for 2019 is not counted it has to be before yeah. 2019 so so anything from this year and backwards uh counts now uh uh cory did we say that we're including are we just doing switch and xbox or are we including uh we're including anything that's in your backlog okay PlayStation I think, I think, is out. I think we oh. decided that we're not going to do PlayStation stuff. Yes. But anything Nintendo all the way back to, you know, NES stuff. And okay. And anything Xbox all the way back to the original Xbox. And I don't, we never really talked about Sega stuff, but like Dreamcast, Saturn, Genesis, Master System stuff. But no, the, all of, all of that stuff doesn't count. But if you play like the Sega Genesis collection on Xbox or Switch, all I don't the way know. Through, I could think of some pretty awesome way. Dreamcast <laughs> games we could be playing. <laughs> Ready to rumble boxing? That's... Blue Stinger. On stop it! it. <laughs> Ed... Oh yes, that's Blue okay, Stinger is better it. than Resident like Evil Four. <laughs> well, that's not saying much. Anything's better than Resident Evil. We could be playing. Four. We could be playing some ill bleed. I'd rather play some... Fallout seventy six. Oh boy! <laughs> I'd rather play ET on Atari. <laughs> I'm just I'm oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. I wish I could reach out to, but I can't. I'm not in control. Yeah, he, he'd uh, be so like that. The, is our uh, next challenge? Uh, uh, I didn't say my, fir- my Jesse, first. Jesse, shut up. Game. I didn't say my that's, first that's game. That's what I was trying to get to. Corey, Corey, what is your first game? Uh, I think my first game is going to be A Link to the Past on Super Nintendo. Okay. I, just, I've never beaten it, and I would like to at least... There's a lot of games in that era that I missed because I never owned a Super Nintendo until very late, and I never, you know, didn't really... The games I did have weren't, I mean... Turtles in Time was the only cartridge that sat in that system, so I'm just gonna, you know, yes. I, I, and, I like any popular Super Nintendo game that you can name besides Turtles in Time. I have not beaten, so, uh, so I'm and gonna you guys, try. Sorry, and you guys will be able to hear our updates of the NX Challenge on Nintendo Power Block. So, uh, check it out there. Um, but like I said, I want to hear what you guys are going to plan out. Uh, how you're going to go about these things? Are you going to be showing pictures or anything? Uh, we want to know what your game of the year is. You can email us at arsenalxpodcast at gmail.com. You can also join us on the Facebook group, Arsenal X NGR's Radio Xbox Podcast Group. Follow us on Twitter at Arsenal X Podcast and at Instagram at Arsenal X Podcast. Corey, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me on Corey and HD. 86 on Twitter and Instagram, and you can find me on twitch.tv slash CoreyNHD, and also on various other podcasts like Nintendo Power Block and Nerds Gone Rogue on 
ngrradio.com. Also, you can find me hosting Javelins for Hire and Dark Zone Junkies for now, and then other podcasts to come later. <laughs> yeah. I think Ed froze again. Ed froze. Yeah. Yeah, froze. nope, there he is. Found yeah. him. Skype is acting. Nope, we found him. It's fine. Yes. Uh, Jesse, where can we find you? Right here. <laughs> but Don't get um, you can push. find me on you can find me on Twitter at Phantom Mega AX. Yes. <laughs> you can um, find me on my couch eating donuts. No, 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 no. <laughs> you guys can find me on Twitter at that Retro Code. You can also check out my podcast Optional Opinion on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn, and other podcast apps. This Friday, you guys will be check, able to check out the third year. Uh, optional opinion a bunch of game awards you would get to see what i personally think uh what the awards would go to and uh i you won't know the game wins until you hear the music so um also check out world one one pod and play nintendo pod block uh nurse gone rogue nurse gone platinum b-sides ax plays uh platinum plays and all that other stuff. Um, expansion pass, suspension pack, uh, our our direct reactions, and more. We all have all have individual uh, uh, shows, so you guys can go to Nurse Gone Rogue YouTube page, um, Nintendo Pop Lock YouTube page, uh, Nurse Gone Platinum YouTube page, Arsenal X's NGR Radio's Xbox page. Um, yeah, and uh, Javelin's for Hire will have its own page also. Um, are we we're we're still putting um ages for hire right or dark zone ages oh, for hire goodness uh, dark zone junkies on Arsenal X page right or are you guys gonna split it? Uh, we haven't really decided that, but it will be decided by the time this episode goes up. Okay, so um, yes, so everybody, uh, welcome to 2019 Arsenal X's uh NX challenge in. Arsenal X for 2019. Have a great weekend. Have a great week. We're going to throw up the X one more time. Because we are exiting out of here. Bye, everybody. Bye. Goodbye. <laughs>